0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
1: Hello, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hi. We got cats in the background. They're having their wrestling match. I just started new medication, so this is a real this <laughs> episode is gonna be. We don't know what's gonna happen. But we do have some good stories. We do. Starting with a cat story. (laughs) Did you hear that cat? Yeah, he he was interested. (laughs) That was Kugel. He's interested in this story. We have a cat story out of San Francisco. This is from the SF Gate. Meet SFO Wag Brigade's first feline member, Duke Ellington Morris. Now if you don't know what the Wag Brigade is. I don't. Well, I didn't either until I read this article. SFO, which is the airport, SFO's fleet of therapy animals, the Wag Brigade adds first cat. Oh, good. So they had dogs. Mm. But I know from personal experience cats are just as therapeutic. Oh, totally. Sometimes if More you're for me. Well, yeah, cuz we're cat people. Yeah. The popular animal group bringing moments of bliss to San Francisco International Airport travelers has added a new member. Duke Ellington Morris, a 14-year-old cat, is joining the WAG brigade. The program is designed to spread comfort before flights through its animal members who wear pet me vests while interacting with passengers in the terminals. SFO has slowly been adding more non-canines to the team. In 2022, a rabbit named Alex the Great joined the group. And before that, Lilu gained notoriety as the world's first animal therapy pig. How did they have those two before a cat? I don't know. That seems a, like Those seem like the add-ons, they like the unusual add-ons. They couldn't find a cat who was like, wanted to go to the airport. No, the, no cat applied. <laughs> Duke was recruited for the WAG brigade about four years ago. However, the program shut down during COVID-19 hmm. and has been ramping back up. Here is a picture of Duke. He's a 14-year-old rescue cat. Oh, my gosh. Aw. Do you want to see him in his pilot costume? Of course. He, I love that they got a senior. They got a senior. Look at him in his pilot costume. Oh, he's chonk. He is kind of chonk. I
2: love him. I know. I want to go to that airport now. I always fly into Oakland. Oh, really? Oh, (laughs) because you
1: you leave Burbank.
2: No, I just like Oakland better. Yeah, it's easier. SFO is a nightmare. Yeah, that's why I always just do Oakland.
1: Well... But now, it might be worth it. Now we have a reason. Duke was a certified animal therapist long before his recruitment at SFO. He tested to become part of the animal-assisted therapy program for the San Francisco SB. PCA and has been working as an animal therapist for the past decade, spending time comforting patients in different hospitals and programs like programs at San Francisco State and UCSF. Duke and Morris visit at UCSF Langley Porter Psychiatric Hospital every Saturday.
2: Oh, every organization should be adopting shelter animals. To bring into the workplace or like whatever. Yeah. Hospitals. I even saw this story about how um, a prison was letting inmates adopt cats. Yeah. Did you see that story? I did. It was so cute. I was, and then they will get to bring them home with them when they get out and they have this little friend. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, why aren't we doing this all over? Yeah. Because there's so many animals
1: that just get euthanized that could be doing this. I agree. It was a cute story. Anyway, so I just wanted to share the good news. There's now a cat at SFO and he's helping people. I gotta go. I go. <laughs> we gotta, we <laughs> gotta, gotta meet this cat. We gotta meet this cat.
2: We need to start creating a list of cats we need to meet yeah. that are at shops. That cat that's in like Poland, remember? Mm. Um, and then this cat, just like all the cats that yeah. are famous.
1: Right. And they live in a shop. I agree. Our next story, Kim Cattrall. Yes. She is coming back mm. to and just like that. Well, coming to and just like that. But yeah. she's rejoining the sex in the city universe. Yes. Not just as a text. <laughs> not, <laughs> remember just, the text? Not just as a shady text.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. or Like she'd see the dots and then they'd mm. disappear. Mm. <laughs> Wait, can I... Was there an explanation of what their rift was? I can't remember now. Like, like why aren't they friends anymore? Because well, nothing happened in the universe. It was off camera, right? Are you talking about the fictional rift? Yes, I'm okay. talking about the fictional rift. Okay, riff. not the actresses. No.
1: So the rift between Carrie Bradshaw and Samantha Jones. Um, I don't remember. It was something really stupid, though. It was like somebody didn't call somebody... Or somebody didn't, or like, because I know Samantha. Oh, it was Carrie fired Samantha as a PR agent, or she got a different PR agent. Okay, and that was not <laughs> was, on the show. It no, was like off camera. It, it was off camera, but there that's was that's
2: right. I kind of there remember. was an
1: exposition about it.
2: Yes, it yeah, because really they had dumb. to do something, and then and then um, she moved to London, and they just never resolved whatever. But yeah. that doesn't explain why she's not friends with any of the other women.
1: Mm. <laughs> right. That's a really good point. So Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker have famously had issues with each other. Mm. Uh, they've been going on for like at least 20 years, I believe, since they were filming. Yeah. The TV show. It's like, did they ever like each other? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Um, but so. Kim Cattrall, you know, did six seasons of Sex in the City. She did two movies of Sex in the City. When they were gonna make the third Sex in the City movie, she's like, "No, I've, <laughs> I've put in my time. I, 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 I don't want to do this anymore." Yeah, I mean, I get it, and I don't blame her because the second Sex in the City movie was so awful. And if you're not even having fun on the set, mm. it's like torture for you. Why would you do it? Didn't she say that? iconic quote, I don't want to be doing anything. I don't ever want to be doing anything where I'm not having a good time. Yeah. Or whatever. I mean, she's, you know, in her sixties now. Yeah. She, she wants to live her life
2: with all her money Mm. and only take gigs that are fun or exciting to her in some way. Yeah.
1: So glamour, this is from glamour magazine. Kim Cottrell reportedly agreed to appear in, and just like that on two major conditions. Mm. (laughs) Kim Cattrall is reprising her role as Samantha Jones, but don't expect any warm, fuzzy reunions on season two of And Just Like That. According to sources who spoke to Page Six, Cattrall had a couple of conditions before signing on for a cliffhanger appearance on HBO's Sex and the City spinoff. Apparently, Cottrell agreed to return as long as she didn't have to shoot with former co stars Sarah Jessica Parker, (laughs) Cynthia Nixon, and Kristen Davis. That's not all. Sources also claim Cottrell refused to film and just like that. Wait, refused to film if and just like that showrunner Michael Patrick King were on set. Oh. Kim had two stipulations, one that she would not act with any of the other girls and two that she did not want to see Michael Patrick King on one show source said to page six on May 31st. Variety reported that Cottrell would return for a single scene in the two in the season two finale featuring a phone call between Samantha and SJP's Carrie Bradshaw, which was filmed in New York in March per the report. Cattrall's appearance as Samantha will not be a continuation of the character for now. So it's like just a fun appearance as far as we know now. I mean, I think it's really generous of her to even just do this one scene. She didn't have to do this. I
2: will also give credit to Sarah Jessica Parker. because
1: mm. She probably could have not allowed it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They know the fans. They're like, look, we're bringing Che back. So the least we can give you guys is a cameo from Samantha. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm happy uh,
2: that she's doing it. I would love to read an in-depth book about all of the goings on on Mm, this show. That would be a great episode (laughs) for us to
1: do. Yes. Yes. Like that would be such a fun. I want all the juicy details. I think... An episode just about the production and reception of Sex and the City in general would be such a fun show because obviously it's a hu- it was a huge cultural phenomenon. It's a huge just part of culture in general. What was also interesting is how it was thought of as so progressive at the
2: time, but now it's definitely people look back on certain aspects and be like, that's not as progressive as it is now. Like, do you know what I mean? Like Oh, well, you cringe at certain things now. Absolutely. So it's like interesting to see how how it changed things and then it itself became kind of dated in yes. some ways. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I feel like it seems like she had the beef with Sarah and then everyone else's loyalties obviously went with Sarah for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, Michael Patrick King obviously had to keep her happy. She is the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it's wild to me when people like can't get along in such a dramatic fashion. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like right. I don't have that. I mean, I've never had to be in a
1: situation, I guess, where I have to work with people. I mean, I don't it must like. have been bad, it, like for her to not want to be a part of this anymore.
2: I know I've read it multiple times, like many things about this, but I can't remember what the initial thing was. I feel like it was like an Emmy campaign or something, or, or she didn't feel like she was getting enough push or that it was all Sarah. Like, I can't remember what the initial, but maybe it's just two people who don't mesh. Yeah. And then sometimes. it escalated and then people's feelings get hurt. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be in a fight with Kim Cattrall.
1: I wouldn't want to be in a fight with Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> I don't want to be in a want to fight <laughs> with any of these bras. I don't want
2: to be in a fight <laughs> with anyone, period. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Um but it's sad, yeah. It but is, uh, but these stories are always very interesting to me, like yeah. workplace, on set drama. Yeah, we love. I mean, we love to hear about it. We, we love <laughs> to
1: be a fly on the wall. Yeah, we've obviously so, talked about it. So I'm excited for season two. We all know how unhinged <laughs> season one was, and at this point, I feel like Sex and the City fans have just accepted how stupid and just like that is, but in a positive way. And we're ready to just dive headfirst back into that. No, everyone's really excited for season two. I know it's, uh, I mean, so even, bad. I'm
2: even excited for Che, even though I want to see, I want something unhinged to go down with that relationship.
1: <laughs> even, <laughs> even though, even though none of us like Che was famously despised by the fandom. I think at this point, We've just accepted them, and we're like, sure, bring on more Che. We don't even care. We need to see what goes down with Che's comedy career. Mm. <laughs> That's the most pressing
2: thing. <laughs> How will that be received? <laughs> be- because they went to L.A. To film the pilot. Yeah. So we'll I can't. see. I cannot wait. <laughs>
1: I, I, have, <laughs> I, I have this screenshot in my phone from, in just like that, season one, and it's a... Che singing karaoke. It's because I took a picture of it because I was like, this is my nightmare. And it's a picture of Che singing karaoke California girls. Do you remember right. that
2: it was like a going away party or something? I don't know. But I just remember um Miranda awkwardly at this party. Mm, yeah. it's They're acting like she's with people who are like 50 years
1: younger than her constantly. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other exciting news about season two is that Aiden is coming back.
2: That I'm uh, honestly a little more excited about. I'm excited about that. Even though I never liked that relationship. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm always into like people coming back. And maybe... Maybe that's the relationship that would work for her. Cuz he's like a nice guy.
1: Just because he's boring. <laughs> it's so funny because we didn't have social media when like Sex and the City was on, so there wasn't discourse about Sex and the City while we were watching yeah. it live in real time. So I had formed like all my own opinions about the show from 98 to 2004. I was so unaware of how polarizing Aiden was. I just assumed everyone loved Aiden, and I loved Aiden.
2: Uh, that's interesting because <laughs> I think the only place I got discourse was reading like TV recaps, mm. basically. And I I read a lot of TV recaps back in that back in those early internet days. Yeah, because that was sort of where you would get discourse, or possibly on like. Um, Oh no, they didn't like message boards, right? Like the live journal type things where people right. would talk. So that's probably where I heard discourse. I never got the aid in hate, but I think it's people were so into her being with
1: big. See, I was always anti-big. <laughs> you were? Yes. I mean, I that's was... a very unusual take, don't you think? I. I guess, but I always, I think I was sort of looking at it through my own personal fr- like lens where I would never, ever date a guy like Mr. Big because he's too... Serious. S- he's just too square or something. Even though I know he's not supposed to be... I just don't like that whole type. That's not my type. <laughs> he's that, like, like, like a Wall Street kind of type or like a
2: finance. Look,
1: I'm attracted to men who might be broke tomorrow. I don't want, I'm not gonna date a finance guy. That's not my type. I think the chemistry was there
2: between the two actors. And I know Chris Knopf is like bad. Yeah. But we didn't know that then. Yeah. And I think that's what people were kind of connecting to. And Aiden came in after that. And I just think it was hard for him to win people over, maybe. He was so radically different. Yes. So I'm happy he's coming back. I hope fans giving him give him another chance because I never hated Aiden. I never got the hate for him. Um and I'm just looking forward to it. I'm ha- I can't wait. I liked seeing the still of him coming back. He looks the same almost. He looks the same, doesn't he? Yeah. Cuz I was like is this a new picture or an no, old one? No, he
1: looks great. I I mean, I get Carrie and Big's relationship. I get that. I just I guess I just thought of Aiden as he was such a nice guy without being like, it didn't seem fake that he was a nice guy. He seemed like a real person.
2: I think the thing is it's such a, great indication of some women's choices. Yeah. Like they'll choose the more toxic, exciting guy and are bored by the nice guy who actually cares and worships them. Which
1: I understand. <laughs> yeah. I understand, but I'm so, rep- I'm so not into finance bros that that didn't matter to me. Yes. Cause I'm just not into I'm the just, finance I don't, guy. I think I agree, but it's just like, I think, I think,
2: uh, I don't know. Like that was interesting to see it written. Because it's like you want in a show, you don't want them to make the bad choice, right? Like, but it's real life; it, it felt, is real life. It felt more true to real life. I saw a tweet that makes that reminded me of, and just like that, it said something like, "I said it was my favorite show. I didn't say it was good."
1: Oh, <laughs> it was the like that's story that's of my life. For, that's me for everything. <laughs> that's me for everything. So I'm really excited. And um, we will we will keep you all updated just as we did last season. And we talked about it a lot. I can't wait to start talking about it again. Ugh, cringe. Our next story has a great headline. This is from Associated Press. I'm sure you saw this on Twitter. Fertility doctor accused of using own sperm dies in crash mm. of hand-built plane. Love it. <laughs> A New York fertility doctor who was accused of using his own sperm to impregnate several patients died over the weekend when the hand-built airplane he was in fell apart mid-flight and crashed. Can you imagine being in that situation where your plane starts parts
2: start falling off?
1: <laughs> like- this is so embarrassing. Dr. Morris Wartman of Rochester was a passenger in the experimental aircraft that went down Sunday in a pasture in Orleans Orleans County. The pilot, Earl... Well, feel bad for the pilot. I do too. Earl Luce Jr. of Brockport was also killed, according to the county sheriff. The crash of the aircraft identified by National Transportation Safety Board was a Whitman W-5 Buttercup airplane remained under investigation tuesday preliminary findings indicate that the wings of the aircraft became detached from the <gasps> fuselage and fell to the ground in an orchard the fuselage continued west for another 1000 to 1500 yards before crashing wartman a well-known obgyn in western new york he was sued in 2021 by the daughter of one of his one of his patients who became pregnant in the 80s. The lawsuit said the doctor secretly used his own sperm while telling the patient the donor had been a local medical student. It said the doctor kept the secret even after the daughter, his biological offspring, became his gynecology patient. What? This is twisted. I need to read more about this guy.
2: How many fucking fertility doctors are putting their sperm in people? I feel like there's a case like this all the time <laughs> why, that we hear.
1: Why are they all doing this? We need to talk to every fertility doctor in the country but, just to clear them. Look, not all fertility doctors, but it is an interesting look, I don't wanna I don't wanna smear fertility doctors. Obviously, they do not. a lot of great work. But, but these stories, <laughs> it's I guess I guess we should say it's wild that we've heard of this story more than one time because it's just so crazy. It's crazy. Like I can't I mean we
2: did we we discuss that one documentary that came out on Netflix last year I think. Yeah, where
1: that guy has like 73 Children and it's like and counting and
2: because <laughs> it keeps going up because yeah. it's like that that's like where things come out on twenty three and me right like yeah they all found each other there ugh, um, no I mean this first of all I would never fly in something I put together no that's, that's crazy <laughs> that <laughs> well, is crazy because I know myself I'm like that's oh, fine <laughs> 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 which is
1: like one thing when you're making a craft
2: not yeah. when you're flying in it yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> Um, our next story is from NBC, Dallas-Fort Worth. Sonic employee arrested <gasps> after losing bag of cocaine in customer's hot dog. That's a mishap. <laughs> the woman identified as Celine Gonzalez told police she discovered the baggie after taking a bite of her hot dog. Was in the hot dog? Like in the bun? <laughs> 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 New Mexico Sonic emplo- A New Mexico Sonic employee has been arrested after allegedly losing his bag of cocaine while preparing a hot dog. Authorities say 54-year-old Jeffrey David Salazar was arrested Tuesday in Española after a woman found a bag of white powder inside her order. The woman, identified as Celine Gonzalez, told police she discovered the baggie after taking a bite of her hot dog. Officer Say Gonzalez then spit out the bag, but didn't say whether she ingested any of the drugs. What the hell? I. <laughs> How do you take a bite with a huge bag of coke? Um, I guess it was like a little gram. Is that big? It's like this big. It's like this big. It's just weird. It seems big it's enough big that enough she that would that have you, seen it. It's big enough that you would notice that. But maybe she's like us, and she's like, oh, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> this could happen to anyone. And by anyone, I mean piggies like us. Yeah. I'm curious how he dropped it. Yeah. Or was he making a special hot dog for a customer? For a, oh. maybe he was doing that sort of like um, my hometown combination KFC Taco Bell. Yes. That got busted for selling weed. That's right. That's right. Maybe that's
2: what he was doing. You got to be careful.
1: He's slinging Yayo. At the Sonic drive through. Um, So she turned him in. Yeah, I guess so. She didn't drive back around and be like, Sir, (laughs) Sir, look, I don't want to bring
2: Uh, the authorities into this, but you. I want my fucking hot dog. And honestly, I should have free hot
1: dogs for life as long as you're working. I'm not going to turn you in. Just give me free hot dogs. (laughs) That seems like a fair trade. Although, if she did bite into it, she could have been injured, like uh, poisoned or whatever. She could have been, like, gotten ill. Our next story comes from a listener. Our listener, Chris, so kindly emailed us a couple of great truck spill stories. One of them is an older one, but we're going to start with the new one, the newer one that happened on June 1st, or the story was posted June 1st, from Huffington Post. This happened in Denmark. Ooh, a 57-year-old truck driver was detained and held on suspicion of causing reckless endangerment to life in Denmark potatoes on Key Bridge caused <gasps> havoc. So there was a potato spill. Another potato spill. 57-year-old truck driver was detained Thursday after loads of potatoes were found spilled on a Key Bridge linking two Danish islands. The driver was held on suspicion causing reckless endangerment to life. You could, you could skid out. Driving over one of those round potatoes. Yeah. It's like a turtle shell. If it squishes too, you'll slide a bit. (laughs) (laughs) The first spill was reported on the westbound side of the store belt bridge at 6.35 a.m. Police spokesman Kenneth Tanquist said, The bridge connects the island where the capital, Copenhagen, is located to the rest of Denmark. A similar incident happened on the eastbound side a short time later. It looks weird. We are working on two hypotheses. It is either an accident or it is something that has been done deliberately. Mm. They're investigating whether or not this truck driver spilled these potatoes on purpose. Just to give us a story. (laughs) Just for Hollywood crime scene. Oh, a third incident. (gasps) of potatoes on the road was reported near the town of Kolding on the Jutland Peninsula. Kolding is near the Storbelt Bridge. Danish public broadcaster DR noted that the potato spills occurred on the same day as the Danish parliament passed a law to tax diesel trucks transporting heavy loads. Ooh. This is like a conspiracy. I was like, they,
2: you know, Scandinavians, they love those Boiled potatoes mm. as a side dish. Yeah, so that's probably what these are for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's symbolic. It's because yeah. the scan because the Scandinavians family. love boiled potatoes. They love those sides of boiled potatoes, but those little ones. The little ones. Well, these ones look like russet potatoes. Oh, I, I'm trying just to think from the picture. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. No, maybe I don't know. They're kind of they're pretty smashed up. It's hard to tell. It's really hard to tell. Maybe they're this Scandinavian truck driver is going to spill some smoked fish next and some lingon berries. Mm.
2: <laughs> I just know things from Ikea. <laughs> Jesus,
1: <laughs> I like, I like, there's some Scandinavian food I like.
2: Oh, yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, I love, I mean, I don't know a ton, but I
1: love um Swedish meatballs. Yeah, we those all are love those. Good. With that gravy, Ugh. anytime something's smothered in gravy, count me in. I love it. And the other truck spill story that Chris sent me is from 2016, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it for listener Chris. This is from the Toronto star salad dressing spill Mm. on DVP ramp causes traffic Mayo hem. Someone's (laughs) trying to do a little pun there. This, this, salad dressing spill on highway 401 caused major delays and ended with a charge against the truck driver. Oh, a truck driver has been charged with clogging the highway after a salad dressing spill on the Don Valley Parkway, Northbound ramp highway 401. The transport truck rolled over on the ramp, but it, this sounds like an accident. Was he drunk? Yeah, let's I find don't know. out. This transport truck rolled over on the ramp at about ten thirty a.m. Crews spent over twelve hours cleaning up the mixture of mayonnaise and salad dressing. Due to the thickness and slipperiness of the spill, Jesus, and estimated time, that is slippery.
2: So it's mayonnaise and like what Italian? Yeah, <laughs> like it's
1: wishbone salad wishbone. dressing. <laughs> phone. The estimated time of reopening was initially 8 p.m., but at 10 p.m., p- p- p.m., police tweeted that the reopening time was, quote, unknown.
2: Imagine having to clean this up. I would kill myself. <laughs> it's just like, can you imagine? It's like... Can you imagine? Like, you know how it is when you spill something in your home and yeah, you're just like, terrible. I can't even
1: deal with this. But what a, do I do? But across an entire highway.
2: And it's fucking salad dressing and mayo. No. You got to get one of those hoses that mm. like super blast. Like a
1: power washer. But there's
2: probably some reason you can't just let it go and in- you have to like pick it up too, right? Pick what up? The- Scoop up the mayo. Oh. Like you can't just let it
1: all go <laughs> into the dirt, right? <laughs>
2: it's really like a hazard or like yeah, all the rats like,
1: will be coming or something you gotta squeegee some of it off Ugh.
2: this people a deserve a raise.
1: yeah they do anyway those are
0: all our news stories we'll be right back if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
1: Well, Duzzy, I watched a lot of great things this week. Oh. Starting with the premiere I went to last week for the new Peacock show based on a true story. It, it- is starring Kaylee Cuoco and Chris Messina. It's premiering June 8th. And I really enjoyed it a lot. Oh, good. It is a half hour comedy with a crime twist. It's a pretty wild premise. This married couple basically blackmails a serial killer into making a podcast with them. Oh. So it's right up our alley, Desi. Yes. It's about podcasters. It's it was really funny. I really enjoyed it. Great, and I gotta say, Chris Messina. I'm not that familiar with his work, but I thought he was so good in this. He's hot. Uh, he's really, he's really good. He's he's so natural as an actor. He was
2: in the Mindy Project. That was like his big role before oh. this, or one of them. I don't know what else he was in.
1: I was just a really big fan of his work in this show. Yeah, he's great. I thought he was excellent, and Kaylee Kaylee's obviously great too. Um, so yeah, go watch it It's on. It's going to be on Peacock Very soon We love Peacock And we love Peacock And I had a great time at the premiere I'm getting a um, package delivered to me So you're going to watch it soon You yes, got a screener coming I'm getting
2: a screener So I'll let you know I
1: think, I think you'll think. like it
2: Yeah, uh, I'm definitely going to see Yeah <laughs>
1: Well, I also watched another show, which was a miniseries that I really enjoyed on Apple TV, mm-hmm. which is, it's an older miniseries from like a few years ago with Chris Evans. Okay. It's called Defending Jacob. Has anyone seen this? I, this sounds very familiar to me. It is surprisingly really good. It's a miniseries? It's a mini series based on a book, and it's about... The premise is that the assistant district attorney's son is accused of murdering a kid at school. Oh. And they're like... Jacob? <laughs> ja- no, Jacob is the son. Yeah. So it's about defending him. It's like a legal crime thriller. Okay. I like those. I thought it was really well done. And was, Chris Evans is the lawyer? He's the dad lawyer. The, he's the ADA. Right. So he's in a bit of a pickle... Oh, it's his son? His son is killed? accused of murdering one of his classmates. And he is a prosecutor. And he's a prosecutor. Oh, damn. It's juicy.
2: Yeah, that sounds really juicy. I thought juicy. it was
1: so well done. The ending was great. It's really, there's a lot of sort of, it's like a roller coaster. There's like twists and turns. I'm going to watch it. I, I love that type of uh, show I movie. think you'll like it. And I think it's like a hidden gem. I also love Chris Evans. He's so hot. Ugh, he's hot. really hot. Really hot. I don't buy him as a prosecutor. He's way too hot.
2: But you know what? We deserve little
1: eye candy too. Mm. <laughs> Even though, no, his acting was great in this. He's great. I just mean he's a very attractive man. Yeah, very. It would be shocking to see an a- your a your local ADA be that hot.
2: Oh my god! Imagine being prosecuted by a hottie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, Fuck. or your dad's that hot. <laughs> See?
1: <laughs> what if your dad was that odd? It
2: would be so awkward.
1: <laughs> and all your friends liked him. Like oh it God. would be so like, come on. I know my dad's Chris Evans. Can we just please move on? Just take your look and let's move on. <laughs> it would be so awful. It would be awful. I watched a lot of stuff this week. Uh the other thing I watched. I subscribed to WoW finally. Oh, yeah, I So saw. I subscribed on our, so you can log into it as well. Mm. So I subscribed on our Hollywood crime scene account. What did you watch? Did you get any untalks? No, I've been, I started watching the internationals. Oh. So I've been watching season two of UK Drag Race. Did you watch season one? Or no. Or you just started it too? No, sometimes I like to start with season two of a show. Oh. Because it's a little more it's- marinated. That's true. I have to always start at one. I can't. I know, I know. I just, my gut was telling me to start at two, so I did. And I'm really enjoying it. It's really great. RuPaul is there. Michelle Visage is there. And there's this one queen. I like a bunch of the queens. They're all great. But there's this one queen who's from Scotland. And this moment just, like, was so cute. She was really struggling during rehearsals for the Rusical. Ugh. And she goes, "I'm gay. I should be able to sing and dance." <laughs> I don't know why it was just said so sincerely. It was just that's heartbreaking. Like, I'm gay. I should be able to sing and dance. <laughs> but she's great. Her name is uh, Lor- Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence Cheney. Yeah, I like her is, a lot. Is that her drag name or her real name? No, that's her drag name. Okay. Lawrence Cheney. I like her. I like Tia Coffee, and I like Bimini. Bimini's great. <laughs> I love Bimini. Um, no, it's it's fun. I'm really enjoying it because I'm enjoying seeing the British references. Yes, and sort of like the first runway challenge they had to do was they had to dress like inspired by a British gay icon. Did anyone do Christopher Biggin's coming? (laughs) No, he is a British gay icon though. We've decided. Christopher Biggin's (laughs) coming. (laughs) We'll never go for that. (laughs) Who did they? Um, they you know it was like Bowie. Okay. And I mean, there's a lot. Naomi Campbell. Boy George, maybe. Boy George. Yeah. There was a Boy George. Uh personally, I would have done Joanna Lumley. Oh, that would be a great one. Yeah. No one did Joanna Lumley, but there were a lot of other great. There's so many choices. choices. There's a lot of British gay icons. Totally. And I I recommend it. Yeah. It makes me want to go to the UK really bad. Oh, fuck we gotta go
2: Mm. we gotta go in 2024 I know what's the best time of year to go to the UK I wonder
1: yeah like is
2: there a good time yeah what's the best weather Um, I
1: mean I don't really care about the weather that much I don't really
2: care but I don't want to go when it's super rainy or something yeah I know it's like rainy there but do you know what I mean yeah because we want to be able to go around Mm. and it's harder in the rain Um, But I I just don't know I don't want to go during You know how New York It's like the summer Is
1: really bad
2: In New York City
1: It's like Just don't go that month Even though I always Wind up going to the East Coast In the summer For some reason Well Because you usually Go by the shore though That's kind of different Yeah but I'm in Philly Yeah And it's Balls hot
2: It fucking sucks man The humidity (laughs) Right I I don't miss that
1: Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry I have two other shows I'm watching. Two other shows? Well, Jesus. there's shows that are week to week, right? They're not binge shows. This is so many though. This is a lot. Okay. I'm watching. I'm also watching si- the Silo on Apple Plus. Oh yeah, I want to watch that. It's good. And I'm still watching From, which is in its second season now. I forgot. You need to... (laughs) I started it, but I think we
2: discussed this. I couldn't remember anything. So I probably have to watch a recap video or something.
1: Because I was like, wait, what? Where are they by the tree? (laughs) I was just like, I just powered through season one again. But the funny thing about From is it's like... Stephen King's Lost, where it's just like this ridiculous mystery that keeps compounding every week. And you're like, what's going on? What the fuck is going on? I know. It kind of
2: reminds me of like Lost, Under the Dome. Yeah, (laughs) There's like all these kind of mixed together shows. Yeah, And I get confused sometimes. That's when I started watching it. I was like, wait, is this the one where the cow got chopped in half? (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's the dome. And it's also confusing because... Harold Perrineau is in it and he was in Lost. Mm-hmm. He's like the lead guy in this show. So it's kind of like, it, it like kind of plays with you a bit. Yeah. It's like, why is Michael here? <laughs>
1: like, Oh, speaking of Lost and Harold Perrineau, that was a story I almost did this week, but I haven't read the article yet. Oh, the Vanity Fair? There's, there was a Vanity Fair article about the working conditions. Mm, there's um, a whole book coming out. We should do it. We got to read that book. Uh, yeah it's, it's about the working conditions on the set of lost, the racism, the sexism, just treating the toxic, writers like shit, toxic work environment, yeah, and no
2: yeah. i the article is great, and it's just a snippet from a book, right that's coming out. It's in Vanity Fair, <clears throat> yeah, so the book looks like it'll be interesting, right, um for sure, but yeah. We should definitely look into that, but yeah, he's 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 in he's this great. One. He's great. I love him. I mean, I'm glad his career wasn't affected by that stuff.
1: It might have and, been. And in between it might have been, but Lost. like he's
2: still working at least.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad he is helming a a show right now.
2: Yeah, and th- is this show popular? I think I don't it's see popular it. among people who watch it, but it's not It's like it's weird what shows. There's just so many shows I feel like not everyone gets the online discourse treatment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like even Silo, I don't see people talking about that, but people I know are watching it. Yeah. I I'm enjoying The Silo. I think it's because most people don't have every streamer, and that's a lot of it. Right. You can't watch it unless you have like what is what is um, from on it's like MGM, MGM. Formerly Epics. Yes. So it's just like harder to get every show. So I, HBO, oh. it's like a lot of people have that. So those shows get a lot of attention.
1: Yeah. But I recommend from if you like a spooky mystery box TV show with Harold Perrineau, who's a great actor. I liked the um first season. The sure. first season was great. And the second season it has been frustrating frustrating just in some instances just because it's it is that sort of lost style where you're like just tell me don't give me another problem before you tell me the answer to this well and loss
2: burned us all yeah so i feel like we were as we're not as trusting as like oh the writers will handle it in the end we yeah. want, that's why we're like i think no you tell
1: us now cuz we're not <laughs> falling for this bullshit again <laughs> but it is good i like it and um some stuff, yeah. I think it's like nearing the end of season two. Okay. Are you watching anything? I'm sorry. I just took over. Well, that it's good whole you thing. took over because I don't have um,
2: that many things that I can think of. Oh, one thing I wanted to ask you about is: Were you watching Yellow Jackets season two?
1: I fell off. It didn't. It didn't hold up. Right. I wanted answers. And I didn't get any answers. And, and I feel bad because I love all the actors who were on the show, and I'm really happy to see them all together, and that wasn't the problem. I just fell off for whatever reason. I feel like I had to force
2: myself to to watch the episodes. Yeah. I did finish, but to be honest, during the last episode I fell asleep, and I woke up during a dramatic finale, and I didn't know what had happened. And I, and I was like, am I is this a nightmare? (laughs) like, what's happening? And I was like, I don't know. I just, it was like the end, which was really dramatic. And I was like, how did we get here? But then I never went back to find out. And I'd like read a recap. I was just like, I don't even feel like watching. I'm just going to read a recap. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, uh,
1: go back and watch it.
2: I, I feel bad because I do feel like considering how much time we usually wait in between seasons. This one came out really fast. It did. And I feel like they didn't have enough time,
0: mm.
2: maybe, maybe to kind of really uh, nail it. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's really hard to write a TV show like this, especially yes. after our first successful season and everyone had really high expectations. Right. So I feel for the writers. And there's a lot of characters and a lot of story, so... And it's like, sometimes I do think with these shows where they're like, let's just get this one season, we might, probably won't get a second. <laughs> and then they, yeah. they panic, right? Like, right. And I I totally get that yeah. feeling. Right. Uh, but I mean it's definitely watchable and still I'm still interested and I want it to succeed. Yeah, me too. So I want it
1: to succeed for yeah. sure. Um it just didn't grip me the way the first season did.
2: Yeah, I feel like it was a little slower paced too. Yeah. Like
1: things just weren't happening that fast. Yeah. It can happen. That can happen in the second season of a yeah, show. Yeah, they drag it out a bit more. Yeah. But we'll see. I'll watch the third season.
2: Oh, totally. Like you said, I love all of the actors in it, mm-hmm. and I
1: love the idea of it, so. Right. Um, that's it for me. Um, what'd you eat?
2: Well, we had the good sandwich again last night. That it's was like- my <laughs> thrilling moment, the good sandwich from- It's like the good sun, but the, the good co- sandwich. The bono. <laughs> so no. Um, it is. It's kind of like an Italian sub, but on a really good crunchy focaccia. Because this is not your '90s soft focaccia. It is crisp on the outside, and it's thin. It seems thinner to me mm. than normal. Yeah. Um. And it works really well with the kind of oily. You know, it has like a salad oil, vinegar vinaigrette type deal. So it soaks it up nicely was very good. We also got some excellent cannolis. They were fresh.
1: Do you remember what the flavors in them were?
2: The cannoli? Yeah. Yes. It had like a mascarpone filling and then the ends had um, like toasted pistachios that had like a honey drizzle on them. Yeah. It was really good. It was a good cannoli. The shell was very crisp. The filling was really light and i liked the honey with the pistachios on the end i've never had that i don't know if, i i've had pistachio, but not with the honey drizzle it was good it was really good none mm. of those weird i don't like the candies the candied fruit peel sometimes in cannoli I've it's never like a had classic that. it's a classic and i it's really bitter um I, I remember getting that as a kid and being like no <laughs> i and like spitting them out and they had like the little <laughs> no, cover of mascarpone no. No, not these fucking candy peels. (laughs) You know, kids are like, I'm not eating fucking orange peel. Yeah, I don't care if it's candy; it's bitter (laughs) as hell. Now I don't mind it so much, but I I thought they were really good, though. That restaurant's really good.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's it's a great little local (laughs) joint. Yeah. Um,
2: So I can't think of anything else. I did make the Union Square nuts because you made them, and then I had to have them at my disposal.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, Union Square, the Union Square Nuts. Just Google Union Square Nuts. It's a Nigella Lawson recipe, even though it's not her recipe. It used to be a famous restaurant in New York City, and they had these nuts they put out for everyone. It's the best flavor for mixed nuts. It's the best flavor. To me, that is that is the quintessential mixed nut flavor. Because it's got the sweet and the spicy and the and, rosemary like,
2: herb-y essence. Um, I wish nuts. Why are nuts so high calorie?
1: It's, I just <laughs> I ignore that. That's fake news. It is fake news. It's the same when people are like, "Don't eat peanut butter." It has like, "Fuck you." I'm eating peanut butter. I'm eating avocados. That's good fat. It is good. That fat. That is good fat, and you need fat for your
2: brain. It's just so funny how that little nut just packs so packs, packs such a punch. Yeah. When I say fuck it, eat the nuts. <clears throat> yeah, I well, I eat a. That's
1: like a two and a half cup recipe. <laughs> that's so. the problem. It's all the. Sh- it's the sugar on them, and I'll just. I'm like, oh, I just ate a bunch of sugar. It's not that much sugar, though. It's only two teaspoons. Mm, I put a little bit more. In. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're you're adjusting the recipe. I I, I I adjusted it a tiny bit. I put like three. Teaspoons of sugar. Because they
2: don't they're I find it's just enough sugar to kind of cut it, but they're not like candied, right? Like they're not candied nuts, um, but they have brown sugar in the yeah, mix. It's really good. And the butter. Oh, the butter. It's always the butter.
1: It's <laughs> the butter's just so good. I have a guess this is food related story from this week. So at the premiere after party at the Chateau Marmont. I ran into friend of the pod, Matt Lieb, and his wife, Francesca, Oh. who's also a friend. And um, I just got to say, Matt Lieb confirmed pig. Oh. Because the two of us were shoveling food in our mouths that whole party. Mm. <laughs> so, like I told him, I said, oh, you're a piggy too. What kind of food did they have? Oh, you know, like after party sliders. Right. French fries. They had coconut shrimp. <gasps> Did you eat a ton? Yeah. And they were very they were very uh generous with the passing out of stuff. Like it just nice. kept coming around. They even had like lasagna. Like Ooh. they had vegetarian lasagna in little bowls. I look I got one of everything. They Gotta had tortilly. Yum. I just ate all of the food that came around to my little booth. They're sending me some stuff.
2: I know I want to know what you're gonna
1: get in your package. I'll post
2: it. I'll post the pictures. I think we're supposed to promote it.
1: <laughs> we gotta do that. You gotta take pictures and promote it. I'm gonna on promote. Our I'm gonna show I'll do an unboxing. <laughs> I look, I really enjoyed going to this premiere. I'm happy to go to any Peacock premiere and review the show anytime. And you actually liked it. I really did like the show. Like I, Brendan and I were like, "Oh yeah, let's watch that." It's. uh, I've seen some good reviews today, actually. So I think I think
2: it's um, it's um, gonna be good.
1: Yeah. So that's what did I eat besides sliders last week?
2: They're still doing
1: sliders. I called it. I knew they were going to have sliders at every TV premiere. They always have at the after party. They always have sliders. That is just, I think, a common
2: app like past hors d'oeuvre. Now it's always sliders. It's I'm just surprised sliders. that they're still like sliders. Just seems a little dated now. Because remember when they, they, I just yes. remember, yeah, there was. I thought sl- that they're not good, but it's you know food trends happen. But there was a sliders boom, <clears throat> Yes. at one point. Yes, and it was like people had just discovered that. I'm like, those have always existed. It's called like Crystal, White Castle, like whatever. It's like a very old school, like the little hamburgers. Um, and then there's varying degrees of deliciousness. Mm-hmm. I like variations on a slider, like a little mini chicken. I like a chicken slider. I got, I, I can't remember if it was last week, but I did get Dave's Hot and they have, um, you can get a tender or you can get something they call a slider, but it's, but it's actually big and it was delicious. It's the fried... spicy chicken on a bun. On a squishy potato roll. Mm. I want that right now. With a pickle. Mm. And you could put some honey on it. Mm.
1: (laughs) That's so good. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember anything else good that I ate this week. Nothing's going to top the carnival last week. Look, we can't do that every week. We can't do that every (laughs) week. But I am going to make Desi a very special Southwestern feast. Oh yeah, I need to send you that recipe. You got to send me that
2: chili recipe. I'll do it after we close up, close shop on this episode.
1: (laughs) Um, And then later this week, we will do our final chapter of Tombstone, part three. Right. And we are also going to be posting an extra long after show on Patreon Criminal Minds Corner will be back. Criminal Minds Corner will be back. If you want to send in questions, DM us on Patreon with the subject line AMA, and we will answer your questions on Patreon. Okay. Patreon.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene to subscribe. That's it. Bye. Bye.